Hello? Hello? I'm not showing up, am I? No. Oh, there you are. Damn, my light's so bright. Light bright, light bright. Turn on the magical colored light. There's a Calypso band playing on the sidewalk out there. Really? Yeah, they're playing red, red wine over and over. <laughs> red, red wine, you're making me feel so fine. It goes straight to the mind all of the time. Please be kind and rewind. That's what I always used to say. <laughs> you altered the lyrics for a, to make a joke that people don't understand anymore. True. Only people of a certain age. But mm. our demographic being as young as it is because we're so hip and cool, they don't understand. But the younger generation come to us for knowledge of the past. Be, cl- be kind, rewind, get a fine. How come they never put that in there, even though it wasn't a real Because it's not a good rhyme. That's close enough. People rhyme shit all the time. You listen to music? You listen to the Yeah, but that's, that's music, not a saying. Music has bad rhyming. Yeah, no, they have near rhymes. And you can do that when you're singing or when you're performing something. You can do a near rhyme and it's fine. You can rhyme. It's fine. See? <laughs> That's a near rhyme. I'm fine with that kind of rhyme. Doesn't make me shine. It's good. It's good. Why aren't you this good? Fixed it. I just wanted to see how long it would take you to say something if I sat there in in silence. (laughs) You couldn't deal with it. Because we're having a conversation. Not because I couldn't deal with it. You're like a comedian on stage who doesn't get a reaction. And then they have to start shitting on the crowd. Don't overthink it. You're dumb. Be kind. Rewind. Don't be scared. Has anyone ever done that to a comedian? Like a whole audience just hasn't laughed. They just sit there in silence. They don't. Um, what's the word when someone heckle? They don't heckle, but they just right. sit there in silence. I don't think so because, I mean, I think there are some people that will sit in silence, but. But I overall, mean, but I think over- human nature, we want people to do well. You know, and so to make them uncomfortable, you know, makes me uncomfortable. So I'll give them something. Do you know what I mean? We only want people to do well in person, but on the internet, you don't want people to do well. Uh, I don't know if, I mean, there are some people that I think definitely go into it with, I don't want people to do well, but. No, on the internet, people, the internet loves watching failure. No, but the internet isn't a thing. It's people on the internet. That's what I mean. People on the internet love But I'm saying I'm a part of the internet then and I'm people and I don't go in thinking that. Well, I'm I'm saying on the internet. You could be the same person who on the internet loves watching a person fail, likes watching a video of someone just be ashamed to the point where they want to commit suicide. And then in real life, like you're saying, if you're watching someone do something, you're you're rooting for them. It's like when I went yeah. to go see Letterman when I first moved to New York and, you know, this is the point where he doesn't give a shit anymore and he's phoning it in and he has some terrible guest that nobody cares about and <laughs> the whole audience is cracking up. Right. They're loving it. They're eating out of the palm of his hand. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Oh, now it's a game of chicken, huh? (laughs) You lost. Welcome to One Topic, where we stick to one topic. My name is Autumn Fisher. My name is Greg Russ. Uh, Wow! This is Autumn's week again, apparently. Just two weeks in a row. I thought it was my week. Choosing the topic. What was last week? What was last week? murder no we didn't do murder uh grocery shopping no come alone too why can't i remember what last week's topic was pens was a couple weeks ago yeah people loved pens we got like a lot of traffic on the facebook page about pens which was surprising 
It shouldn't be surprising. Everybody uses pens and people oh should go. Oh my God. Do you know what last week's episode was about? Memory. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes, sometimes <laughs> real life is funnier than any joke you could ever construct. God. <laughs> Obviously, the show of memory, after I bragged about my memory and how great it is. Didn't uh, actually stick in my memory. It didn't. It just flew. I think that that's just the nature of performing in this type of way. And maybe for people that are on stage performing, I wonder if it's the same, where it it is almost like a fugue or like a blackout, you know, because I can't think back about stuff we've talked about on the shows. Yeah, you're really bad at that. You you quite often <laughs> throw topics out there. I'm like, no, we've done that. We've done that. Yeah. We've done that one. Trains. Well, I would love to redo trains since you left yeah. me hanging. <sighs> Maybe I was going through something. Who knows? <laughs> Possibly. <laughs> Possibly. Who knows? Though I was into trains and you should have supported me, but you didn't. I'm uh, sorry. I, I would like to redo that just to alter my reaction to it and support you more. Redo the choo-choo. That's the what people are going to start protesting outside of um, podcast headquarters. Redo the choo-choo. That's going to be the name of the episode. I'm getting into I'm getting back into radio, I think. So I'm just brushing up, polishing up my rhyming. It's good. I'll be a promo writer. All those liners that the DJs read, you know, they, they're not allowed to have personality, but they have to read those liner cards as if they have, they have personality. So right. they need to be written very well. Uh, the funny thing about last week's episode is I never listen back to the episodes. I hate listening to our episodes. And for whatever reason, I did listen to that one. And you ex- so you experienced that episode twice. <laughs> and then I still forgot. One in real time, and then you still forgot. Maybe that's why I forgot, because I was listening and cringing the whole time. And that doesn't mean it was bad. It just means that I hate hearing myself. Oh. I don't hate hearing myself. I've, I often will listen to myself, and, and the next thing I say, I'm like, yeah, good point. <laughs> yeah, that's the difference between us. You love yourself. You, you think you're the greatest thing. The bee's knees. One only child. And I hate myself. Yeah. That's why, that's why we balance. We strike hmm. a balance. Perfectly balanced. Perfectly balanced. Couldn't be any more balanced than it is. Cannot stand. No, the truth is listening back. I don't think it's that bad. It's like I, I'm usually surprised. I'm like, oh, I'm not as awful as I think I am. And I well, don't. and you have a lot of experience editing some podcasts that you uh, can hear a lot of mistakes that are being made. And so I would think that you might apply that to our podcast, listening back to it. And maybe you don't find those mistakes. So you feel like, oh, okay, it's not so bad. Yeah. And outside of that, well, now it sounds like I'm bragging and I don't want to do that at all. But thoughts, even if they're not fully formed, they tend to go places. And I think that exploring things on the show, we get to good destinations where a lot of times people just have this filler. They just say things, but they're not like if you transcribed mm. these podcasts and you read them, there's nothing. You know, this is gibberish. And I know when people speak, it's less formal than writing. But uh, there was there was one time I was on a project with a bunch of teachers and they did all these interviews and we had to transcribe. I transcribed the interviews. My God, they said nothing at all. It was just really? incoherent rambling. Not all, not all of them, but a couple of them. And th- that's always an interesting thing that sometimes when people are speaking, you think they're saying something. And you're like, oh, wow, yeah, okay. And yeah. you tend to go off on tangents when you're speaking and it's not as focused, but you can really fool someone with cadence and you know your delivery, the confidence that comes along with it. And people will think you're saying something. And if you actually read what was said, you're like, there was, what the fuck was that? I think the thinnest version of what you're talking about is like when people in sports are interviewed you know with like you know we just had to get you know we're out there we're giving 110 percent, you know and uh the other team they played well and we you know we we did our best and but you know what i mean like they're not saying anything and i think that's e- more easily spotted than some not uh, not like aristocrats but um 
I don't know, some like highfalutin or people who think a lot of themselves pretending like they're making a point. Yeah, sports players, they just repeat the same lines over and over too. So yeah, that's why it's noticeable. There's only so many things you can say. So it's not we even got the ball and, uh, you know, they, they had it half the time. We had it the other half the time. It's just the way sports played. They really can't answer the questions any differently. Though the dude, and I, I can't remember his name, and I know Wimbledon is a big tennis event, and it ended today. Oh. And the guy who won. It's like Andre his, Agassi. No. Uh, the guy who won, though, it's like his 20th major, so he's a good player. Okay. But his uh, interview was actually very thoughtful. Like He got into uh, his own psychology and revealed some things and talked about controlling his emotions. Like, oh, wow, that guy actually had something to say, whereas oh. most, most athletes don't, but... Well, because most athletes, I probably just like taught to just be an athlete instead of a thinker. And also, yeah, also they don't need to think. A lot of these questions are ridiculous and they don't need to be asked. That's true. The question shouldn't be asked. And there's only so many ways to answer anything about one sport. But I have to justify my job as a sideline reporter. Yeah. Today you played well. Uh, Do you think things have gone any better? Well, you know, we were out there, we were just doing what we had to do, and, uh, you know, the other team played it, and we played it too, and uh, uh, I'm, I'm happy with the performance today. Thank you so much. Well, it's, it's funnier now because people are still standing six feet apart, so they, <laughs> yeah. they interview these people, and they're very far from them. Anyway, uh, this week's topic... What was your favorite part of the game? This week's topic... <laughs> always, when, when you're left to your own devices... You gravitate towards food. And now this is just an all-encompassing food topic. I was upset a little bit that you weren't as excited about this topic as I thought. I, I thought like, oh, food court's perfect. Why have we not yet talked about food court? Because there are some weeks we're like, oh, man, what are we going to talk about? I don't know. Well, I didn't understand what the hell your text meant. So I think that you said, hi, can we do Sunday? I'm busy all day tomorrow with the kids. Also, food courts. That should be the two. And then you you corrected that and said top, but I didn't put it together that top meant topic. And oh my bad! I just I didn't know. You said also food courts. I was feeling silly, and so I just said food courts. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't, oh, okay. I didn't understand that you meant that to be the topic. <laughs> I'll be busy all day with the kids. Also food courts. <laughs> yeah, so that's why you got that kind of response. All right, from. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That was my fault. I had no fucking clue. What you were talking about. Yeah. So are you hanging out in some food courts? Do food courts still exist? Do malls still exist? I thought malls shut down. You would think that a lot of malls have shut down, but I don't know. Here in Maryland, they're going strong. If I had, if my only experience was the birth and slow death of the Gwinnett Place Mall, then I would think, yes, malls are dead. But the malls here, they're hopping. They're bustling well i bet right now they're doing pretty well because people are tired of being inside so now that things have opened up and people are back out they don't want they've been ordering packages online for a year they've been sitting inside ordering shit online and that's how they feel good about their existence by having something show up at their door so now that well that's that's an excuse to um uh not think about death it's a it's it's like a, a thought that if you order something online then, well, you're not going to die before it gets here. Do you know what I mean? Like, if you have any death anxiety, you're like, well, I can't die before my new iPhone comes. That's not true. That's absolutely I, not true. I think that that, why not? That's how people offset death anxiety? Without thinking about it, I think subconsciously. You could totally die before the thing came. No, of course you could. But, like, you don't let yourself go to a depth of thinking, yes, yes. I could die at any moment. Because you got plans. I got plans for like the new pot that's coming in the mail. I think about it all the time. Who's going to take that object if I die? Hopefully well, someone you're will. Well, <laughs> you've tipped over to the other side of that. Hopefully someone will find it. Or what if it was uh, one of those latex crotches that, <laughs> that I ordered? Oh, that's just like a torso? It's, like, it's just like cut off legs and a, like right above the belly button? Yeah. What if, it was, what if it was one of those things and then I died and <laughs> someone... If you're going to go that route, though, of using some sort of object like that, the weird half torso dismembered thing is probably the way to go. Because if you've got a real doll, you've got a lot. Those are heavy, right? They're like 120 pounds. 
You got to like lift like a for real dead body to clean that thing out. And this thing is just kind of more portable. It's like a small speaker. They live on a hook. Those, <laughs> those real dolls. They do? Or like they a, a meat hook? Yeah, or they have a stand, which is interesting. Oh, but if they have the stand, well, on both ways, how do they, don't they usually position them in the house, like sitting on the couch, you know, next to them with like that weird vacant. Possibly if you're owning it. But anyway, let's, uh, we can talk about real dolls, sex dolls. Yes, let's do that. Episode, because I don't, I guess you've been. Were you in a food court? I mean, I was I, I semi recently. I was in a food court. I thought it was interesting. And I thought that you might have something to say about it since you worked in a mall. Yeah, I think that was the last time. Well, I'm trying to think of the last time I was actually in a food court. Obviously, I've been to malls here and there uh, in between. I don't tend to eat in mall food courts. I was looking at a list in preparation for this show of the staples in mall food courts, and I realized how many of them I don't, like at, at the restaurants that, that are often found, I don't eat at. Panda Express, I'm not. Gar- I, garbage I, Panda Express, love people, it. Yeah, people do love it. It's garbage, but it's delicious Chinese food garbage. I love it. So Panda Express, I don't eat at. Auntie Anne's, I don't eat uh, at. That's just like a quick, first of all, the smell of it is good enough. When you walk past, you're like, yes. I've never had one. Never had anything from from Auntie Anne's. Oh, they're so good. They're just pretzel, warm, buttery pretzel. (laughs) Yes, that's. uh, Yeah. uh, Did you know Auntie Anne is a real person? Her name is (gasps) Anne, Anne Beeler or Byler. She was going through an incredibly tough time in her life when she bought a concession stand at Pennsylvania Farmer's Market in 1988. And with the help and support of her husband, the two went on to create the world's most famous pretzel franchise. Wow. Her kids don't appreciate the sacrifices she made. I've never eaten one. Cinnabon. You know, I've never had Cinnabon. People used to flock to the the. They mall. sure did. I've, Cinnabons. Cinnabons. Cinnabons? Yeah, it's Cinnabon. B-O-N. Okay, Cinnabon. First of all, it's like when you get a cinnamon roll there, it's like denser than the sun. It's like this, you get this little cardboard thing full of cinnamon roll and it's so heavy and crazy. And uh, it's also delicious garbage. <laughs> Did you know? You that don't f- feel good after you eat it. You're not like, ah, <laughs> now to walk them all. Well, the, like, I want to take a nap and die. The original yeah. Cinnabon had 900 calories. I came prepared for this show. Nice job. The classic bun had 900 calories. Well, and then Cinnabon became its own like marketed thing, right? Where it was like Cinnabon peanut butter. Well, they always try to take it further than it needs to go. Yeah, right. I'm sure. That oh, they... this cinnamon is from Cinnabon. But I've never had one. Oh, you should. You should splurge. I see that they've got products like Center of the Roll. Just the squishy center part. Oh, I want the... This is me and my friend Michelle of hoffandpepper.com. Hot sauce. Uh, we would, at, at lunch in high school, I would give her the guts of my roll and she would give me her skin of the roll. So, like, I ate the skins and she ate the innards. <laughs> oh, and that was uh, quite the pairing. Yeah, it was perfect. We were, she and I are also very well balanced. It was a good relationship. But yeah, so do they also sell the outside of the roll? No, nobody wants that. It'd be like selling just the crust of the bread. Well, I want the outside of the roll. That's the part with the butter and stuff on it. And it's like brown. It's like, you know, caramelized the sugar and the wheat. and stuff. Like, it's good. Sabaro. I never. Well, I I can't say I never ate Sabaro. I did. I remember when Sabaro, because the only pizza that I have ever had ever been exposed to was Pizza Hut and Domino's and Papa John's. And you were thinking you're getting a real New York slice. (laughs) Like oh, just because it's big and thin. Yeah, wow. This is this is authentic. This is this pizza. Authentical. So I guess also the ability to buy just a slice was pretty interesting. That's true, and they also sold like pastas and lasagna and stuff. Yeah, see, I never went that far. I never again. Sabaro, for whatever reason, I had it a few times, but I didn't really eat it. My go-to. At the food court when I worked in the mall was Sarku Japan. That's what I like. That's what I liked to get. I would also get Chick Fil A, which here's a few more trivia f- things for you. 
uh, Sabaro, did you know? Did you know? Sabaro no. originally didn't even serve pizza. They were more of like a deli meat type shop. Sabaro. And during their breaks to feed the employees, they would create quick little pizzas. Oh, and then people were like, I smell a pizza. They said, I want that. And then uh, Chick-fil-A started. In Wait, mall I want to talk more about Sbarro. Then, then Chick-fil-A started in mall food courts and didn't start as a standalone restaurant. No, it that, did not. The, yeah, the most, first restaurant no. oh, is the dwarf that house. Truett Cathy Dwarf House in Morrow. No, no. I saw this. And then let me find it right here and I will tell you. Uh, I, will, I will fill you in. Sbarro. Chick-fil-A started solely in shopping malls. Before the drive-thru existed, your favorite Chick-fil-A establishment, the only way you could get your hands on the famous chicken was to go by the mall. The original Chick-fil-A opened outside of Atlanta in 1967, and its demand-grew standalone restaurant started in 1994. Whoa, 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 whoa. Standalone restaurant started in 1994? For Chick-fil-A. Absolutely not. Yeah, the, the Dwarf House is an outlier. What? Wait, is that not included in the out? In the standalone restaurant grouping? No, I think maybe it was that, and then they expanded just by being in malls. Okay, so the first one was a standalone restaurant, and but it wasn't really, and then it was in malls. Yeah, but the, it was different. It was like sit-down service. You went in, and the, right, you got the correct. table service, and you could get like other things that aren't on a regular Chick Fil A menu. So it was a little different. Okay, I just want to make sure. All right, what did you want to say about Sabaro? Well, I don't understand its spelling. A, where is that coming from? Sabaro. That's just the, probably someone's no. name. I've never seen an S and a B next to each other. You're not looking at it Italian that often. Sabaro. I'm sure that, I'm sure Mama Sabaro opened her shop. There you go, in 1956. <laughs> That's not her real name. Yeah. She legally changed it to that. In 1956, I doubt someone was marketing themselves. They didn't view themselves <laughs> as a product. Mama Sabaro opened her shop and did not sell <laughs> pizza. The grocery store was offering fresh Italian delights of meat. Her name is? Carmela Sbarro. So, but see, it's someone's last name. So there you go. Debunked. All right. She started in Napoli. Your desire to shit over, <laughs> over the spelling. <gasps> she started, she she had an Italian grocery store in Brooklyn. That's what I just said. I'm sorry. I wasn't listening. <laughs> so, I mean, it is a bit authentic. It wouldn't be that crazy to get a pizza slice from there and, and it be that different from New York pizza slice. Well, you can't make pizza, New York pizza, outside of New York. It's the water. It's true. Yeah, but don't some people, like, ship the water in and stuff? Is that a real thing? I mean, I've heard that people do that. <laughs> yeah. And I do buy into this a bit because every city's water is different. And there's different mineral content in, yeah. the, in the water. And New York City's water comes from the Catskills and it cascades down and is naturally filtered and... It's got different makeup than the water in Atlanta or Vegas, which is the worst tasting public water you could ever taste in your life. Out of also, the, parts of Florida are really bad. I don't know what it is about Vegas. Lake Mead, it's drying mm. up, too. It's going to be desert again here soon. It's at its all-time lowest levels because all the farmers in, in uh, California are stealing the water to grow their almonds or something. Sneaky farmers. <laughs> but but anyway. <laughs> I just picture them like <laughs> with a bucket. I uh I well, there's some My weird almonds. <laughs> there's some weird campaign going on there where when I was driving between LA and San Francisco once there were a bunch of billboards put up by the farmers and the anti farmers going it's like a war and the farmers oh. are trying to claim that limiting the water they use is uh, trying to put them out of business and then people are saying that there's taking too much water and wasting it and I it's uh, the politics of a region I don't live in. Right. Well, I was going to say about water quality being somewhere. I mean, Coors Light. That's why it's made in the Colorado Rockies, right? That's where Coors Light is made. From the glaciers. Are you mocking this idea? Is that what you're doing? <laughs> no, but I'm mocking Coors Light, pretending that they're made in some, like, mountain. <laughs> Maybe it's the... It's the snow cap melt. <laughs> yeah, I think it's made in like Michigan or something. I do wonder where they make it now. Maybe they still make it in the Rockies. But that was uh, absolutely not. There's no way. 
Well, I mean, you can get it like Killian's Irish Red. I remember when I first started drinking beer, I was like, wow, this, this is an amazing Irish import. This is delicious. Then I found out, yeah, it was owned by uh, one of the <laughs> Bush. Large, yeah, one, it may have been Bush. Yeah, something. Uh, where is Coors? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, see, it, it is brewed in Golden, Colorado. Yeah, fucking right. And Albany, Georgia. Albany, Georgia. Albany. And Elkton, Virginia, and Fort Worth, Texas, and Irwindale, California. Yeah, Milwaukee. so where are they getting water? <laughs> well, and also where are the if it's brewed in if it's made in Colorado or whatever, they ain't getting it from some like spring. <laughs> uh, Molson Coors. So we're talking about Coors Light was responsible for Killian's Irish Red. I don't even know <laughs> if it's still produced. You thought, you thought it was like ah. Uh, like the motherland of Ireland. Well, this is the thing. They market things and you don't yeah. know. You just believe it. You just buy into it. Okay. Where's Gu is Guinness only? No, Guinness is brewed in the United States. Nah, something about Guinness has to be brewed. In... Yeah, but you can go to Guinness breweries. Where? Here in Maryland. In Maryland? I think so. Yeah, you sure about that? Guinness... Yes. Baltimore. Guinness, Guinness Open, Open Gate Brewery in Baltimore, Maryland. Well, that, then that's no longer authentic and I'm done with Guinness. <laughs> the, speaking of food courts, this place looks like a food court. It looks like a mall. This Guinness Brewery. Ew, it does. Okay. Oh, so, it's lost all of its romance. So... um Anything else you want to talk about Sabaro? Because I was going to tell you the other places I don't eat. Sarku Japan. There it is. I do eat Sarku Japan. Jam Sark. Jamba Juice. No thanks. I did. So Jamba Juice was like one of the first uh, uh, main uh, food court staples. And oh no, Jamba Juice. No, Orange Julius. Yeah, which I've never had. And I feel like I would Me like. either. I feel like I would like an Orange Julius. And it was always coupled with the Dairy Queen. There was never <laughs> a standalone. Right. I think they they were separate companies, but I never saw a standalone Orange Julius. I'm sure they existed at some point somewhere. I've never seen one either, and I've never, I never want, I never really want. I don't want to go to a store and get juice. I mean, well, like a grocery store and buy juice. No, the Orange like Julius. The Orange Julius is a. It's more than a juice. It's like a is dessert it? type thing. It's. I don't know the consistency. It's like a creamy orange something. Yeah, I feel like the consistency is in between a smoothie and a juice. I don't. I still don't want it. It's somewhere between those two, probably the what's the thing they have at the Varsity? Yes, orange drink. I don't know what it's called. Orange slush. Yeah. Foam. <laughs> orange foam. I think. I think they shake up orange juice so much that it just oxidizes. <laughs> and they just serve the foam. Meringue. Yeah, they meringue orange. They give a stiff peak and then they serve it. They scoop it out and you just it just dissolves in your face. So there you go. The Orange Julius, the Dairy Queen. I like Dairy Queen, but I never had Dairy Queen at the mall. I've never had the Dairy Queen on Boulevard in Atlanta either. I've always been interested in what that's like. You know how many times I've driven past that thing? Oh, yeah. I've the one next to the um, uh, Burger King? Yeah, I've never been in that one. Yeah. I mean, it's a scary. Is it? It's. I mean, it's 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 a scarier place to go to the Dairy Queen. I think I've been in there. What? I used to get. I like to get um that uh, hard shell dipped thing, like the ice cream that's in that fun like whoop, whoop, the swirly nut, the nut brown crown. Nut brown crown. Yeah, that's Zesta's version of it. The <laughs> it's the brown crown. Or that the, sounds sexual. Yeah, I know. That sounds like a sex move. Or the nut brown crown if you get nuts on it. <laughs> yeah, you nut in it and then it's, you nut in the brown crown. Yeah, that's Zesto's. I know. Okay. Um, no, I don't know what it is. What? Because I, 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 don't, I didn't get nuts on it. It's just us. a chocolate dipped cone, I think. Yeah, but the hard shell thing is fun. Yeah, that's nice. I love it. Oh, and I remember every once in a while my mom would come home from the grocery store with like that hard shell like syrup that you could put on your ice cream. Oh, the best. Sarku Japan. That's Sarku. it. That's all I can talk about. I can't talk about okay. these other ones. Um, I don't know. I never went to I, Sarku was not <laughs> my go-to. <laughs> I, I think I felt as though I was 
I was expanding my horizons. Yeah. When, when like, I worked, Ooh, Japan. When I worked at the Pacific Sunware, here's my favorite part of the food court was taking the secret hallways back to the food court. I wanted to talk about that because when you work in a mall, I know like if you're trying to find a bathroom or something, you see those weird hallways that are just like, I don't know. They seem like a maze. Like, how do you know where you're going? You just kind of discover your way, but you're allowed to because when you have a badge and you're working at a store. Did you, does everyone have a badge? I think when you work at a store, you have some kind of identifier, but I don't know. I think that you and I could go into any mall and walk those hallways and no one is going to be like, hey, where's your badge? Possibly. I mean, if you just delivered with confidence that you yeah. worked at uh, the Charlotte Russe. Yeah. You'd be you'd be fine. Yeah. It's okay. Um, but that that was my favorite part. And I would never eat at the food court. Oh, you know what I would eat? Taco Bell. The first time I think I ever had Taco Bell was in middle school. Because when you would go to the food court, like I just don't like food for the most part. True. Food, is, I'm not a, I, I eat because I have to. And there's never been a real pull or lore to food. I, I can't wait to get, and not that the food court is a place that people go for gourmet eating, but right. you know, foodies, I don't understand. Sarku, Japan? I can understand. They're importing this stuff right from Japan? I, I can understand why foodies exist. I know that like, enjoying good food, uh, being able to appreciate the effort that went into it, the creativity, the execution, the presentation, I can I understand that. I just don't fucking care. I don't mm-hmm. care. I don't like sitting in open spaces. I don't like being served. You know, sitting in open spaces with a bunch of people. Like The food court is based on that, a communal eating experience, which is something right. that I guess dates back to... When? God knows when. A long time ago. Humankind. <laughs> yeah. Say a long eating together, communing together. A long, a long, long time ago. But yeah. you know, when, when malls started popping up, what did you tell me? After World War II, when people started yeah. moving to suburbs. Uh-huh. Which which makes sense. So when you're living in a city, like today, and I really enjoyed this today, but I got up today and I went to a bakery to get bread, and then I went to a butcher to get some cold cuts. And then I went to the other bakery, the Sweets Bakery, to get some key lime pie. And I took a trip to all these different stores, but they're all very close to one another. Nice. And, you know, living in a city, if someone built the streets that are outside of my apartment elsewhere, it would just be called an outdoor mall. They probably would be like, look at this. Everything's condensed in one area. I mean, this is an outdoor mall. And well, they do that. They have those manufactured sort of areas like... um, like um, Atlantic Station or those outdoor type malls, yeah. you know, that you drive and you park sort of sideways at them. You know, it's weird. <laughs> but but in general, it made sense when people were leaving cities and even if it was mostly for retail shopping and not food shopping, but to put the one stop shop for all your consumer needs mm-hmm. in a mall. And then if you're going to be at the mall, you're going to want to eat. And I guess at first department stores had their own cafeterias. Yeah, I think that um, either I think Macy's or J.C. Penney's. I I was in at a class with someone who worked at one of those. Like at the rest, it was like the last restaurant inside a department store. And she said it was really weird. It was mostly like really old people that would come in. <laughs> yeah, I assume. Uh, what, what's the place old people like to go? Piccadilly. Piccadilly. <laughs> I assume, <laughs> but they're probably fancy places. Department stores were renowned at some point, right? And people. God, I was thinking about this because I was thinking about the food court, and then I was thinking about the malls in general. And even if a mall is doing well, the department stores, as far as like the clothing goes, God, it's got to be like either the best job or the worst job. Because if you love the people you work with, like if you really get along, then you just have a party all day. Because no, there's no customers. No, people, right, never, Nautica sells like hotcakes. What are you talking about? I just don't feel like. Tommy Hilfiger. <laughs> polo, polo sport. See, I feel like the the makeup and the jewelry and maybe like the, the perfumes and stuff are still active. But if you're just working in like the underwear, like bathing suit, whatever area, I just think you're just like, it's a ghost town. Well, the those big stores were always the anchors of malls. They, right, but now people can go 
you know, down the street to their local coals if they want garbage clothing. <laughs> well, that's why most of them shut down. Yeah. You know, I the, the taking a trip to the mall and eating Sarku Japan and going to Parisians uh, and to, to make yourself feel cultured. Those days are long Parisians? Gone. Yeah, there was uh, one of the department stores that opened up. I don't know Parisians. I, <laughs> it sounded so fancy. Oh, maybe it was just Parisian. Sorry, I added an S like an idiot. Parisian. I'm looking it up now. It's just Parisian. Very fancy. But most of them shut down. Macy's is the only one that survived. Riches is gone. J.C. Penney's gone. Riches. What a horrible name. <laughs> Sears didn't make it. Riches. <laughs> only, I feel like in at the time, Riches just was like, yeah, that's the department store. But now looking back at Riches? Yeah, but that was the main, it was just dude's name again. You hate people's I... names. <laughs> Riches. What a stupid name. Yeah, it was the person's name. George's. Sure. If that person's name was George. Steve's. Then it, sure. It could have been any of these things. It was yeah, just happenstance. It sounds weird. But if it was around forever and you were born with that, they would say, okay. Which I was. And only now thinking about how I haven't seen a riches in they didn't 25 make it. years. They didn't make yeah. it. I think that was why malls were really struggling when the big anchor stores were going away. But anyway, going back to the food court, I think uh, as, as malls expanded, I, I bet, I don't, I don't know for sure, but that these cafeterias and the department stores were a little uppity. And at some point, the, the smaller fast food joints started popping up for the common folk mm-hmm. who, were, who were also who could, in the yeah. mall. And giving, you know, giving them a selection of their peasant eats. Well, I think back then, we I, even a McDonald's was in better shape than it is now. I mean, they used to have like a potato that they would smush into this thing and it would cut the fries. You know, it was like <laughs> made in front of you with an actual pro- actual food product instead of like shipped to you. Whatever. Uh, so, yeah, to think of it as peasant, it probably was a higher quality than any of the stuff in there now. Well, depending on the place, because the mall that I go to, Annapolis Mall, is real fancy. They have like nice, they have like sushi. They have, uh, well, they have the garbage. They have Sbarro and they have uh, Panda Express. Um, but they, have, they also have a Meza which I love. Mezza's like Mediterranean. You can get like a falafel They have a sandwich. Ruby Tuesday. I always thought they were mm. in Silver Spoon. That were, those were weird places in the mall. It's like, hey, this isn't the food court. It's a yeah. rest, it's a rest, but it's not that great of a restaurant. Yeah. yeah. You know what they do have? They do have some like fancier restaurants that you can go to. They also have um, a Red Robin. And Red Robin, Red Robins are, are, fooling us all because it is such 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 a bad burger it's like a, the burger that you could get has like you know a 90 degree angle on the patty you know what i mean like it's it's something that you could get frozen the cheapest version of a frozen patty at aldi and it would be the same quality that you're getting at red robin and they disguise it as like you can get booze here and milkshakes and the fries are free refi- all you can eat fries like who cares this is so shitty Never had a Red Robin. Yum. Don't do it. Don't let them trick you. Anyway, what you were saying about malls having fancier places, I bet this is this, this makes sense as a trend. I think we're on an upswing now where people are tired of the cheap of the cheap. Yeah. And people are willing to shell out a little bit more for more quality because the quality has gotten so poor. Yeah, so having a sushi place in the mall, I guess that makes sense, or... Mez was Mezcats or whatever. Meza. <laughs> Mezcats. I mean, I think Mediterranean food is a big thing that I know it's been around, but I feel as though growing up in the suburbs, I didn't really come across falafel or shawarma. Mm-hmm. Those were like no. The first time I had that was you know working at the at Clear Channel and going across the street and getting weird food over there. Yeah, weird food. Food that I know. <laughs> Totally normal food. So I think that there's an infiltration of that kind of food into more suburban areas. The thing is, is it 
the same as Sarku Japan. Are people fooling themselves? Is it the Killian's Irish Red of mm. Mediterranean food? Well, I mean, I'm not Mediterranean. I didn't grow <laughs> up eating Mediterranean food. So what do I know? I mean, I don't think that I have a real dumb palate. So I think that I would be able to discern something as like, oh, this is stupid. Like, I don't, I don't get it. This is garbage. Like, you're trying to trick me. Like Chipotle. Chipotle is not Hispanic food. No, but they never claimed to be. Chipotle was, you know, the higher quality. It's like, you don't want Taco Bell? You want something a little better? Here you right. go. But, you want but that's them. what I'm saying. Like, I can discern. I don't think that, like, I'm eating Mexican food because I got a Chipotle bowl. Well, that's the thing. Like, most Mexican restaurants run by Mexican people yeah. are isn't actually authentic Mexican food. It's just Americanized Mexican They have, food. like, they have, like, um... The, the the option of the four different types of tacos that only come on a corn tortilla. Like, that's the most authentic Mexican food you can get. Everything else is American Mexican. Yeah. So, you know, finding actual authentic Mexican food, it can be done. But yeah. even when you're going to a place where you're like, I know, look, you're not fooling me, Chipotle. I'm going over here to El Azteca. <laughs> okay. Yeah. That's what I'm, but, however, see, that's that's the thing. You can enjoy garbage. And appreciate it for being garbage. Because if I go to a Mexican restaurant and they don't bring me chips and salsa for free at the table, I'm like, where? What? What? Where? No, it's not right. It really bothers you. Well, I want the fr- I want it. I also want options of gigantic margaritas. Whereas maybe a Mexi- an authentico <laughs> Mexican restaurant might not have stuff like that. It might just be like a normal <laughs> place that's not trying to give you chips and salsa. And, you know, a frozen margarita with a mini uh, Corona tipped over in it. Those are cool. That's so cool. So cool. How's it doing that? So how is it suspended like that? Well, going back to the food court, I was thinking how I was saying food courts maybe expanded for peasants. But that's a stupid theory now that I think about it a bit more. I, because I, I, I was thinking about how malls became like a place when I was talking about how I had Taco Bell for the first time, when I started hanging out at the mall in middle school, even though it still required someone's parents to drop us off. But we, yeah. we would go there for hours, and I feel like there was the mall grew into a place where teenagers hung out. Like That's, mm-hmm. that's where you went and spent time. And I, I'm, Your mom hung out in the riches <laughs> doing her weird shopping. What I'm, and I, I'm curious is if the if the food court had a boom during that time when you had kids who didn't have that much money who also were happy to eat food like that. Yeah, um, that if, makes sense. If, if that was a lore. And then you know, I think you also probably that's when things like Cinnabon and all the cookie, the Great American Cookie and all the ice cream <gasps> bullshit. Oh, I used to get at Great American Cookie. I used to get the two um, chocolate chip like M&M cookies with the icing in the middle yeah the like double sandwich the double doozy yes oh and then i again felt like shit afterwards <laughs> the, but i didn't care while you're eating it you're like so, on such a high even i knew that that would make me feel bad and i love yeah. just that icing alone i would yeah. eat that i would eat that plain absolutely i know how to taste it because on the cookie cakes it was delicious the Whether- best and those cookie cakes like they're always so it always baffled me how big they were and then but also how soft they were. They did it right. They really did. They Great fi- Amer You know why? Cuz they're American. They figured that out. American cookie co. But I th- I think again, I didn't spend money th- I love sweets and I didn't spend money there. When I was in school, just as a, a cafeteria at school, I didn't buy lunch. I just oh. would keep the money. I hated spending money on food, so you know, the food court to me was the most boring experience of the mall going trip when yeah. I was hanging out at the mall. I liked wandering around going to Gadzooks. Ooh, or the, the Discovery Channel store. Yeah, but you had to be careful. When that first came, I was like, wow, everything's amazing in here. It was cool, but you had to be careful when you had an image to uphold. In middle school, if someone saw you, the wrong person saw you at the Discovery Channel store, you got labeled a nerd. Oh, I, I didn't have that threat. I I mostly was like avoiding the gap, <laughs> you know, and like trying to be seen at the hot topic. Yeah, I understand that. Knowing the references inside the hot topic. Like, oh, these lips. 
Yeah, I know what that's from. The Pack yeah. Sun is, uh, you know, that was, I know you're the hot Or Pack Sun for sure. Yeah, I was in Pack Sun. Mm-hmm. Well, I didn't call it Pack Sun. It was, I called it specific somewhere. Was that your joke? I'm, yeah, that was my joke. Was your dad proud? No, he was just like, it's not called that. Was and it? I tricked him into thinking that it was. I was like, yes, it is. He was, he was proud of that. <laughs> no, I think if you were my dad, you'd be proud. I just because of getting the name wrong is something yeah. I like to do. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it was Pacific Sunwear, then they changed it to Pac Sun, and I still hated that they called it Pac Sun at that point. I got some clothes from there. I remember I was in a Pacific Sunwear dressing room with my and my mom, and I was I was trying on clothes, and I guess my body had changed, and I was wearing and like I was putting on things that were a little bit tighter. I guess I don't know what it was. The difference was, but when I came out, my mom was like, "Whoa." your body <laughs> she was surprised about my like female body that she hadn't uh, maybe she had just started to notice or maybe i was wearing the right clothes that showed them off or something but i remember being in a pacific sunwear for that <laughs> so there's a nice memory attached to the pacific yeah, sunwear my body came in at the pacific sunwear something you should have brought up on last week's show you'd see you do have fond memories of your past <sighs> yeah i was thinking about that and how I do have memories. I just don't think I've accessed them or like sat still long enough and slowed down enough to really access all of them. Because as we were talking, more and more things were coming up. And even now, yeah, there's just more memories of times and things. So I think I misspoke when I said I don't really remember things. Yeah, of course you did. Yeah. You've you've got this whole treasure trove of memories and things that you say don't exist, but you still know how to access them, for whatever reason. I don't know. I can't. Uh, but that's not that. That's uh, this isn't last week's show. We're still talking. Yeah. We're still talking about food. It's because courts. I cried at the Sabaro. I mean, as I continued to understand the evolution of food courts, and you know, I'm working. This is a working theory, and I said that they they form for peasants and. Again, I've already stated that I think that's stupid because it is stupid. I think it just made sense. People were going to malls. They were spending time in malls. People needed uh, places to eat. The cafeterias were probably sit down a little more fancy than the riches. And, of course, you're going to give people options. And then the food court sprung up. I was thinking about going to Georgia State. I feel like schools used to have cafeterias, and then they switched to the... the yeah, to like a more food court sort of thing. Yeah, there was, it was like it was like a, a, a it was like a food court and a cafeteria had a baby. Well, you could go that, to yeah. any of the different places, but you checked out at one spot. Right. Like a cafeteria. Yes. But it was there was a Chick-fil-A, for example. Right. Right. So you could get some of these specific restaurants and then. Uh, I always got the salads. And then I would go up to the quiet floor in the library and eat my salad. And then I would take a nap in the books. You would crunch on your salad in the library. Yeah. Bother someone who's trying to study. Well, I would study. Like, I wasn't going to sit next to someone, but I would, like, hide in a corner and eat my salad and study and then sleep and then go to class. And then if someone was making any noise, I'd be like, God, find out. Look at him. Well, the, <laughs> the, uh, the continued evolution of the food court. Well, I was going to say, too, um... I don't I don't know what came first, but with um, um, office buildings, you know, being built around a mall or near a mall, there's a lot of people that go from their office job and eat in the food court. Are there a lot of office buildings near malls? <sighs> yeah. Where? I don't know. Perimeter <laughs> mall? <laughs> oh, yeah, I guess you're right. There are. Lennox? Oh, yeah, there are. It's just strange those malls exist. Lennox, you know, Atlanta's somewhat of a spread out city, so it's not so strange. But to have a big mall there. And then and right next to Phipps, which yeah, is like the rich Phipps. mall. Yeah, I guess people would go in. Like, Lennox is like the new money mall, and Phipps is the old money mall. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> okay. I mean, I knew Phipps was the fancier mall. But yeah. it, being in Phipps, I didn't see the real difference. It felt like it was the same store. So they had a movie theater. I was like, okay. No, this they is... have. They don't have the same stores. They have like, um, you know, a Banana s- Republic where the no, Lennox s- only has the Gap. <laughs> yeah, uh, they have like secret um, shopping areas for the mega wealthy 
who don't, you know, who like have personal shoppers that they employ at those stores. Mm, interesting. And they pick things out, like things come in and they say like, oh, this client would want this. I'm going to set it aside. I'm going to let them know it's here or I'm going to ship it to them and then they can choose what they want. And you know what I mean? Like Phipps, Phipps does that. Lennox doesn't do that. I had no clue. <laughs> it's because I'm so cultured. Again, I'm, I'm awful when it comes to consuming and eating, apparently. I don't do either of these things. Mm-hmm. I was, you know, thinking and looking into the evolution of the food court and now how that has changed into a food hall. I think that's what's happening. I see food halls where they do have the fancier options that we were talking about earlier. Uh, why or, is it called a hall? I mean, because just it's there's no They're just reason. rebranding it as something... Yeah, it's not all, just full of McDonald's and a Burger King and a and a Orange Julius slash Dairy Queen. It's all marketing at this point, and uh, you know places like Italy, which I've never been in, and people love Italy. I don't know what that is. They don't know what it. You know, it's a. I don't. Can't Are you it. mispronouncing Italy? No, it's a play on Italy. <laughs> it's a pun. Your favorite. I was just joking. You should love it. You should. Italy. Oh, do you like Italy? Italy. Oh, this is a this is a northeast thing. Okay, that's fine. When I mean, we were talking about Phipps Plaza, some people don't have, know what the fuck that is. So <laughs> true. <laughs> well, I I really explained it well. Oh. But it's like a what? It's the big eatery, right? So that's okay. the thing. It's a play on eatery in Italy, and I guess I. But I. Oh, okay. I feel like you're in there and you have all these different options. And I think this is the trend. People want the fancier food at this point. The artisan yeah, food. Sulum, so. su, salumi e formaggi. Yeah, so these are these are food courts for grown-ups. Oh, I'm kind of interested in this, though. They have, like, hanging meats and stuff. But still Ooh. a play on an authentic butcher, for example. You're right. You're right. I'm not saying the food's not good. I think it's good and people love it. I, 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 part of me wants to get outraged over it, but then I realize I don't care that much because I don't care about food that much. True. Um, it is, it is kind of a bummer that we have to manufacture these sort of experiences when I know when I was in Spain, you know, you can go into like a bar and it has all of those like cured, you know, pork legs hanging from the ceiling and they pull one down and they shave parts of it. And if you get a, you pay a euro for a beer and they give you like a little pile of, you know, sliced cured uh, ham or whatever. And then, or they'll get, you know, and, and you could buy that stuff and take it home with you. And now we have to have this sort of um, precious Italy, you know, <laughs> that uh, makes you feel like you're in some other foreign country, but really it's like Disney world. Well, is it even meant to make you feel like you're in another country? It's like when I said, I went out today to these, like the bakery. Right, You did it in a real way. Yeah. That place has been there for a hundred years. So it's an actual. Right. And so what I would have to do, because I don't live in that type of area is go to an outdoor bullshit mall and go to like the Panera bread and order and ask for a loaf of bread. Well, I (laughs) think, I mean, I think this is and the, go to that weird, um, that weird like candy, chocolatey strawberries dipped in stuff store that's in all of those outdoor malls where you can get like ice cream and you can watch them make like pralines. Well, this about? is this is the evolution. This is the yeah. rebellion against a Panera bread. And it's like okay, we're coming out with something better, but it still feels manufactured. And Ugh, a Panera bread is just repurposed airline food sure so some people say well, you deserve better than a panera bread so now you can get your bread here but it's still uh i mean uh, looking at the mall of america which i guess was an awful failure i had no clue i thought people would love the mall of america wasn't that the biggest mall yeah i think it was a hit for a long time and then it fell off because it probably had such a big overhead and once mall started to fail in general well their food court has been repurposed it's called culinary on north so that's definitely the trend at this point people don't want the traditional they want the sabaro they don't want they're going to be talking about panda express longingly we can tie that into a future memory show remember when mall food courts used to have these things and now it's all this (laughs) 
this uh, fancy fucking food. Um, <laughs> they make a new one for the fancy, you know, culinary on North called like Panda Too Slow. <laughs> Just to be like, enjoy, sit down, relax, eat your food, don't go fast. Panda Too Slow. <laughs> no? <laughs> no. No. Sarku America. <laughs> no. No, I feel like we should wrap this up now. I mean, uh, what did you want me to you want me to play something? You sent me a video, right? Yeah. <laughs> Didn't you? It's what just an old video. It's an old commercial for a food court. And so you want me to play this? If I it can just has a it. great sound. I got to find it. Oh, here it is. The Eaton Center Food. Toronto, 1984. An ad's probably going to play. You think an ad's going to play? God, get better YouTube. No. It's as high as it goes, I'll have to boost it and post it. Shit, speak to me. Yes! <laughs> yeah, I, a, I feel like back then, commercials and things just had such a better sound. I mean, like, that took a lot of production. Writing that song? And Writing the song. people to sing it and... Singing it. Getting that uh, baritone the in there. music behind it. Yeah, luring that baritone in. Yeah, it's eating lunch. <laughs> and everybody in the commercial is like licking their lips. It's really gross. <laughs> uh, so there you go. Yes, that, that, there was an exciting time. People I were... loved the food court. I went to the food court in Gwinnett Place Mall. I uh, would pass by the place that made the pralines or whatever, and they would give them out as samples, and they were so like warm and delicious, and I loved it. And then I would go get samples as, at, as, a, at as many places as I could. Um Sometimes I would, it was usually Asian food I would get because I wanted to uh, use chopsticks and eat. And uh, I felt very cultured eating something with rice, you know, like, oh, rice. Because <laughs> I grew up in a house that didn't make rice. And uh, yeah, I felt cool for that. And I always remember, I feel like it, it's gotten better, but the chicken that you could get that you would get like at one of those, I don't know what Asian like Chinese food places. The chicken was so gross. You know what I mean? It was just like some parts of parts that like there would be like, that's authentic. Weird... And <sighs> the thighs getting the thighs is authentic. No, I like the thighs, but it seemed like something else because it would be like some tendonies, something and be like goo. I didn't understand. And you know, I would get like the sugariest of sugar chicken. Like teriyaki or, uh, you know, sesame. It's delicious. Loved it. So it looks like that this episode is built on last episode and has triggered some memories for you. Yeah. Oh. I remember exactly the way the Gwinnett Place, where, where the, uh, eleva the elevator came down in the middle of the, uh, you didn't grow up, you, 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 went, you went to Kennesaw. Town center mall. How town many, center. How many town center malls do you think there are in this country? <laughs> uh, C-E-N-T-R-E. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Century. Spiral century. <laughs> so I'm glad that you had a little trip down memory lane. Yeah. Every episode it's, it has to do with memory. Nostalgia. You're packaging nostalgia and selling it. Yeah. Again, for the kids. Who don't understand what purpose malls served for a young Autumn and Greg. They don't care. It's for the aging kids who are now adults yeah. and pretend that they're not adults. And they're scared. old millennials. They're scared because death is getting closer. Okay. All right. Thanks for listening. Uh, support our. Uh, oh, shit. I really fucked that up. I got lost in what I was going to say. Thanks for listening. Uh, like and subscribe. Rate and review. Have you been looking at the ratings yet? Or after a while? I feel like you used to do that a lot. No, I don't look at them. All right, I'm interested. I'm going to look. 
And uh, yeah, support our sponsor, hoffandpepper.com. You can use our code ONETOPIC15 to get 15% off. It's locally made in Chattanooga. It's spreading around the world. Be the first of your friends to show off some really great hot sauce before it becomes a household name, like Kraft or something. Okay, I, thanks. I, I, I don't know if marketing your friend's hot sauce by telling people it's spreading around the world. I don't know if the timing's right for that kind of marketing approach. Uh, well, it's spreading around the nation. <laughs> I'm just saying spreading, talking about something spreading. Oh. I just, I don't know if it's. Oh, it's, um. It's available. It's a, it's becoming available all over. <laughs> it's spreading like a virus. Yes. Okay, I'm sorry. Enjoy. I love you. Okay, bye.